Welcome to the Smallholder Food Business Development Institute podcast, episode number 87. And today we are interviewing Paula Horn, and we're going to have a great discussion about how she started her business and everything that she brought to it. This is such a good interview. Pay close attention. We had some like uh, uh, sound problems, but it's an awesome interview, and I'm so excited for you all to hear it. Welcome to the Smallholder Food Development Institute podcast, where we serve up truth so that you can build the profitable, sustainable food business you've always dreamed of. Now here's your host, Dr. Michelle Fannin-Steele. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. I would like to introduce this week's podcast guest. It's Paula Horn of River City Sauces and Rubs and... Paula, tell us about yourself. Well, hey, thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate this opportunity to tell my story. And um, I started River City Flame Sauces and Rubs um, just three years ago. Um, I The sauce evolved from me being in Hong Kong. I lived there for a few years while I was there. I was just going to different restaurants. You know, if anybody's been there, they know you can go to a different restaurant every single day and never hit the same restaurant twice in years. Well, the restaurants that I would go to had the same sauce on their table. And this one particular one, I, would go to, I started becoming a regular. And by the time I left there, which was about four years or so, when I left there, the chef gave me that recipe and uh, autographed a menu for me and all this, because I got to know them all. Well, that recipe had about, I'm going to exaggerate here, maybe it was about 15 or 20 ingredients. Weren't quite that many. Maybe it was more like nine or 10. Most of them were all in Chinese, and there were not things that you could find here in the States. So I came back. Um, I didn't come back to the States for about four or five more years. So when I came back, I decided I was going to try to make the sauce. And I started going to different Chinese restaurants and Chinese um, supermarkets and ask them, asking those folks about that recipe and what those ingredients were. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of the ingredients, like I said, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to find them here, and I couldn't. So the people in the um, stores would give me suggestions. Try this, try this, try this. So in the middle of, I'd say in the midst of about five or six more years, I was trying everything with this sauce to make it taste the same. I finally got those ingredients narrowed down to four ingredients. Four. Wow. And yeah, and, and it's just, it's delicious. The sauce is so good. It's easy to make with me, for me. And people love it. So I'm, I'm really happy about it. I'm really happy. It's it's. But a work in progress. It really has. Because, um, like I said, I started uh, years ago, but I never did anything about making it a business. Wow. Well, and you, but you were already in business because you ran your own interior design business. Mm -hmm. I actually had um, an interior redesign and home staging business. Um, I did that for about 11 years. While I was doing that, I was also making my sauce. So it was oh. like, so yeah, I was also doing that. 
but um, I got my real estate license. And then I don't know about you, but you know about the best laid plan. I expected stage my house houses, sell those that I saved. Didn't quite work out that way because I found that I didn't like real estate. <laughs> it was not fun doing that job. It was, but you have to have the mentality, I guess, or the that burning desire, I guess. And after I went through all of that with taking that test and doing all this, I realized, no, this is not what I want to do. So, you know, I let it go by the wayside. I thought, well, you know, like I said, I've been growing my peppers and making the sauce for years and giving it away. And then friends have asked you, oh, why are you just giving the sauce away? You should sell it. You should market it. And that's when I started thinking seriously about it. So wow. It just took a while. But that's when I started thinking about it. So now are you doing this full time now or are you this still? This is what I do full time. This that's is amazing. full time business. Yes, it's full time. Um, but I, I want to preface that to say that I'm retired from the military. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm retired. Sure. But this is my full-time Okay. Job. Right. What All I right. Do. So now I have to ask you what branch. Army. There are no, no Army. other branches. Yes. Army. There are Army. no other branches. <laughs> right. You know, I was the base veterinarian at, at uh, West Point. Uh, I read that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You know, we're doing this, you know, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, said, oh, when I was in Hong Kong. I was in the Army when I was in Hong Kong. I was on embassy duty there. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I yeah. love that so much. And so then what then, now I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're a veteran and you got your retirement and all that sort of stuff. But I bet you there are still challenges. I mean, I work with a ton of vets in food and there, everybody has challenges, whether or not you've got retirement and TRICARE, mm. um, which for those of you who don't know, is like your, your retirement sure health care. Um, yeah. So what are some of the challenges you faced when you started your business? Well, um, you know, while thinking about what I really wanted to do with my sauce, you know, I went to a food business workshop that was given by uh, the agricultural department of our local college in, in conjunction with the USDA and the FDA. That workshop, it was an all-day workshop, and it just taught you everything that you know, wanted to or needed to know about running a food business. It was incredible. When I left that day, my mind was just blown with all of the information that I had and the things that I needed to do. But I was so excited because it's like, oh, this is this is what I can do this. I can do this. Thinking, sir, only two, you know months or so. No. There's a lot of things that I had to learn. A lot of things that need to be done as far as, you know, your process approval and your USDA and FDA labeling, sourcing my products and giving us it was just a lot. Mm -hmm. But you know, I took it a little about a little at a time and uh, you know, figured it all out, kept asking questions you know, and getting answers that I needed, calling people, those, I mean, it's just, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah those, those were the challenges, just trying to figure out what I needed to do. Right, okay. Business business because I've, you know, I never had a food business. Sure. Not a thing about it. Okay, so were there elements of your interior design business that were applicable? Well, not of the interior redesign business per se, but while I, I was doing that business, I learned networking. 
Okay. I learned how to network, the art of developing relationships, you know, by just asking questions and listening to answers. Um, and after a while, I figured out that you don't have to do a lot of talking about what you do in order to find potential customers. But that was something that I had to learn. I'm not a salesman by any stretch of the imagination. I found it out with real estate. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you know, so I, I had to realize that, you know, asking uh, for asking questions and listening to their answers and, and just looking for points of commonality um, that I could bring into the conversation and just to focus on what I could do for them versus what they could do for Sure. So mm. I, this, this, this is what I learned while I was doing my interior redesign. And I mean, that was one of the biggest parts of my business. So I brought that into the business that I do now. Well, and I think honestly, as somebody who sell, also sells for a living um, and who teaches quality assurance and compliance from mm -hmm. a sales perspective, like mm -hmm. all quality assurance and compliance people are in sales because what you have to do is you have to sell people on the idea that you're like, you're in service to them and being in service to them and all the things that we have to do, like as, you know, getting your process authority letter and, and, and working according to your scheduled process, like that's in service to your clients. Yes. Yes. yes you know? Yeah, I find that most business owners are looking for connections. Yeah, and that was one of the biggest things I learned. That's so interesting. So then, what are the unique skills that have helped you to become successful? I think it's, um, I have a healthy curiosity. So I, I'm looking at what my competition is doing. And by doing that, it allows me to use new techniques to streamline my business and even reach out to new customers. I, I'm, I'm the curiosity is say, well, this person, what is this person doing? It makes them so good. Right. That's how I'm finding all these things out. And I feel that when you, um, when the only limit you have is what you can imagine, and you require just about anything possible. Right. I love that, that. Yeah. Then that curiosity is just like I want to do. I'm finding out something. Right. No, that's, I mean, I think there's so much amazingness in our businesses that come from curiosity, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and that's like really one of the energies that I'm working, that I'm like growing my business from is from coming from a place of curiosity. Yeah. Really? Like yes. Being in curiosity kind of kind of energy. So now tell me what, um, how are you doing the production now? Do you have a co-packer? Do you like, how does your production look? I am doing the production now. Okay. Here. I have, there's, there's a place here in Richmond called Hatch Kitchen. Okay. Fabulous. And I'm doing it here. And in a couple of years, Hatch Kitchen is, as we speak, they are building. So right. I'm thinking at that time, and I'll be living right on into it. So yeah, I'm not at the point where I have a co-packing. Okay, okay, but that's amazing that you're that you're doing that you're doing your production and and, mm -hmm. and, and I'm doing all. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I love it. Uh, okay, so that's so is cool. <laughs> so then, is there anything that you really wish you knew when you had like started out on your own? <laughs> that. That not everything was going to happen exactly when I expected it to happen 
or what I want it to happen or just because this is what I think it should happen. That, oh my gosh, it's, it's something that I think that a lot of people already realize they're in business and they know that, you know, there's waiting for and so like as were were timelines like really extended or were they well i'm not gonna say that they were extended it's just that for instance the process authority i knew that it was going to happen it was going to take about three weeks or a little longer they were excruciating three weeks because i wanted this to happen now because uh oh what happened um wanted this to happen now because you know I was ready to start and I couldn't do anything without that and then you know there were a lot of questions and asked questions so it had maybe about four weeks to five weeks which is not a long time but it was just okay now what what do I do you know I'm ready to do the next step and I have to wait until I you know wait until that next step until I get it then figure out, okay, once I'm approved, what does this mean? Those right. are the things that is hopefully good. You know, it's gonna happen. Just learn, take your time, take your time, slow down. Yeah, those. So that sounds like it took a lot of persistence. <laughs> yeah, I had to be flexible. I had to be flexible with, with, with the things that I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to go buy peppers, I wanted to buy my source of products. You know you can't do it. So right. yeah. I, I remain focused, but I have to be so. Focused but flexible. Yes. So that's yeah. Focused but flexible. And actually thinking about it, I feel like that's a lot of the stuff that we learn in the army. Yes. Yes. <laughs> focused but yeah, focused but flexible. And that's a I think that's a good thing for everybody to everybody to think about. And so then if we have folks who are listening, like what's some advice you would give to somebody who like wants to start out being a food entrepreneur? Well, I'd say that the first thing is don't be afraid to ask for help because you don't know it. You don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. So don't be afraid to ask for help. There's so I mean, there are loads of resources. And again, I'll go back to the network. It would be a wonderful source of fresh ideas as well. You know, that's, that's just one of, of my, um, uh, one, one piece of advice. Uh, another piece of advice I had was to talk to a trusted trusted Talk to it. Yeah, we lost we lost the sound there for just a second. Talk to a trusted mentor. Did you say? Yes. Put your faith in a trusted mentor. Um, a mentor is is they're invaluable. They are an incredible sounding board. You know, there's someone who's been there, right where you are. You know, somebody with with whom you can regular um, non-judgmental check-ins who can push you beyond your biggest fears. They can push you and you know, you don't have to have just one mentor. I'm finding that with me, I've got three. Um, I talk to two more than one. But, you know, there's, there's, if you need a mentor for your finances while you're in business, marketing mentor, an overall mentor who can help you with 
the, the, the little questions that you have about the business. I love it. I love having a mentor. And I, I, I recommend them to anybody who's starting. Get a mentor. Another one, market your business on a shoestring. Now, if you, everybody's doing marketing now, and marketing does not have to cost a boatload of money. Sure. Later on, sure, when you get bigger and you can do things, right now you can market your business for free. And it's just, you know, friends and family, it's Facebook, there's all the social media, it's, you know, and you don't have to pay, you know, you can pay a little bit for the ads if you want, but you don't have to spend a whole lot of money on marketing. Great website, also there's some great uh, ideas, great advice for someone who's starting out. Right. No, and I think I think you're so right. I mean, there's marketing. Marketing is just there to build trust and credibility, um, you know, and show that you're competent at what you do. You know, in, in the case of like a food business, marketing helps people know where to like find your find your sauces and rubs or, you know, talk to you about whatever it is that they want to, they want to talk to you about. And I think that so many people, when they come to me, they're like, Hey, Dr. P, here's my website. And I'm like, excellent. And, um, how are your standard operating procedures? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? And so I think it's one, I think marketing is one of those things that it's so easy to get caught in the weeds. <laughs> you know, and spin and not make decisions. And you can spend your entire life tweaking your website. <laughs> and, and trying to write in a, a newsletter. Yeah, making sure that you have that newsletter out every week or every two weeks or whatever. But, but still, those are so, they're inexpensive. What if you're telling them? Right, right. Yeah. All it takes, I mean, to do marketing well, all requires is being in service to your customer. And some time. And time, yes, absolutely. Service to your customer and time. And so I think that's so, I think that's so important for everybody to remember. So you mentioned some of the resources that have helped you on your journey. So you have your mentors and, and you had, you said you had a marketing mentor, a financial mentor, and then um, just kind of like an overall general uh, business questions yes. mentor. Business okay. mentor, yes. Okay. All right. And then are there, are there other resources that you found particularly helpful? Well, um, I, I attended a, a year long business incubator program for veterans metropolitan business and with an organization called Unbound RVA. Um, they were the most instrumental, I say, in helping me on my business journey. They, they provided a lot of business advice. In other words, you know how to write business plan, the correct way to write that business plan, or what I needed to, in other words, getting it out of my head and on paper specifically, you know, and basically helping me to narrow down my focus for starting my business. They were the ones that uh, got me involved with my mentor. That's how I met my mentor. Right. Uh, he, he spoke at one of the workshops that I was attending. And I mean, these Incubators are, to me, the, the best. They were just incredible because they opened your mind to things that you thought, okay, I thought I knew this. Then, oh my gosh, here's another idea. This is a thought. This is what I can do. Those are the kind of things that, that uh, really just makes me 
London or any right. business, any business, find an incubator find an incubator. No, I think that's, I think that's true because I did the entrepreneurship bootcamp for veterans with disabilities, EDV. Um, and that's run through the Institute for Military Veterans and Families out of Syracuse. And I did, I did what I did the EDV program at UConn and I'm still in touch with, you know, the guy mm -hmm. who, who ran it. He's a, um, He's a, a lieutenant colonel, served as a marine, and um, uh, and you know he's 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 just absolutely amazing. And when you can find a mentor or you can find an accelerator program um, that really speaks to you where you are, and there are so many of them in food, and there are so many of them for veterans um, and or local ones where you get because I feel like so much of that's important is your network mm -hmm. that you create. Uh, Mm -hmm. through your incubator. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And I think that, I think that network is absolutely, as you said, absolutely, um, valuable. Right. Right. And it helps valuable. keep you going. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. Cause I'm still calling some of the folks that were in the incubator with me. Right. And talking to them and asking them questions, I mean, especially with the environment that we're in now. Sure. Are they wanting to know what are you doing? How are you doing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I think that's, I think that's really, that's really good to hear. So now, now just to, you know, like just to close up, tell us, um, so if we want, if somebody wants to talk to you and is like, Hey, I just have, if you maybe wanted to mentor somebody, um, if somebody wanted to talk to you or, um, yeah, uh, could, uh, get in get touch, in how would we do that? You could get in touch with me. Um, through my email at Paula, P-A-U-L-A-H, at RiverCityFlame.com, or go to my website at www.RiverCityFlame.com. Right, there you I go. And you're also on the, you're on the proofing box, and so yes, somebody could find you right, right, on the, the proofing, proofing box, box. Mm -hmm. through Facebook. Through Facebook, so, yeah, forget about that. There you that. go, yep. I know, that's, I mean. Absolutely. That we all grow our network now anyway. <laughs> so yes. what else are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. Well, it has been just delightful to have you here Thank on you. the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and telling us of your experience. Thank you so much, Paula. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Be sure to join us in the Proofing Box, a private Facebook page for food producers filled with valuable information and technical tips. Grow your business by learning from people just like you, all under the guidance of a food safety expert. Mm -hmm.